0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Pay For podcast. This is your host, Alan L. Mitchell, coming live to you with episode three. I want to thank you guys for being patient with me and, and tuning in. With episode two, there were a lot of things that were wrong as far as the audio and things being repeated. And so many other things that were behind the scenes as far as the breakdowns and things like that. Um, And just doing a podcast is not as easy as it seems. (laughs) That's definitely not the case. Um, But a lot of things have changed, not only for the podcast, but just around the world with sports coming back and things of that nature. So I just want to let you know that we'll be coming back to you guys every Monday or Tuesday, and you can look out for another episode on either one of those days. So I just thank you guys for your patience. Here we are with episode three. I'll be having a host on the show today. By the name of Aaron Hill, we'll talk about several things as far as the restart of sports. From the restart of sports to so many things that are going on in America as well, so I want to introduce my guest today, Aaron Hill. What's going on, eh? Doing
1: good, brother. How are
0: you? Oh man, I'm thankful, man. It's another day to get it. I've been gone for a while, but I'm back with the jump off. Mm, super throwback, right there. Yeah, I had to, had to bring that one out the, out the woodworks. Nah, man, so I want to welcome you to the podcast, man. I appreciate you uh, just giving us that time today. And we're going to discuss first, we're going to talk about the restart of the NBA. We're going to talk about the bubble. What are your thoughts on the NBA bubble?
1: Um, as a whole, I would say... NBA and the commissioner, man, they always do a really great at the forefront, and um you know, doing things they're supposed to do with the pandemic that's going on. I think they doing a really good job of you know, consistently testing everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got no positive tests so far. And they have rules and regulations uh, to certain things. Whether you pass a boundary that you're not supposed to pass, or you miss a you know test time, they this there's uh, rules and regulations. You miss a test time, you can't play in the next, the next Right, game. right. So uh, you know everybody's you know grown. You, you know you're a professional player, so. It teaches the young guys, the rookie, second-year players, to become a man and be responsible for your own actions. Hmm. And um, I think, you know, the NBA just always doing a great job of just being at the forefront. Right? I think when everything shut down sports-wise, it was the NBA who shut down first and then it trickled down and the NBA was the first one to start back up everybody all the sports are trying to start back up, but certain other sports are having issues with positive tests, and I think that has something to do with the travel, being that, you know, the bubble is predominantly in Florida, in Disney World, they don't travel nowhere, they stay, they, it's like a big AAU tournament,
0: right, right. so man that's a, that's exactly what the bubble reminds me of man It just a it reminds me of two things It reminds me of one like a a just a huge a a u tournament like the best of the west or adidas super sixty four or something like that but it also reminds me of prep school like you're literally there to just take care of your you know what I mean your priorities and you're gonna literally hoop every day you know what I mean so I think that's just something that's, uh, that can prepare the players, and it's a test to them and their mind frame and, and where they are emotionally and, and mentally. So I think that's a big thing, man. As far as what they're doing with the bubble, they're just setting a the standard. They're literally setting a standard, and I commend Adam Silver and everyone else on board that that came up with this plan because they're basically doing in that bubble what everybody should have been doing while we were on lockdown and quarantining. You know what I mean? Like, these rules are in place. You follow them. It's as simple as that. And I think if if everybody would have did that, we wouldn't be still in this situation. But for the players to buy in, those that, that went out there to Orlando, I just think that's huge, man. And no other sport will return fully or without any second-guessing until they implement a, a bubble or until they implement certain restrictions. What you think about the other, other sports coming back?
1: Uh, you know, sports is a thing that, you know, basically everybody watches for relaxation, for entertainment. I want sports to come back, but... You know, the human side of you, you want everybody to be as safe as they can. And to be honest, I just feel like the other sports, like, unless they figure out to have a bubble, which would be harder for baseball and football due to having so many players on one team, um, the traveling is what's going to hurt. And I think that's what's hurting
0: Baseball right now with uh, so many different positive tests on Mm -hmm.
1: certain teams is because you come in contact with. You don't even have to be anybody on your team. It can be somebody on the plane, uh, that works for the airline. Right. um, Somebody at the airport. (laughs) Like, you just don't know, and you constantly, consistently. Traveling to these certain places, like you just never know. That's why with the NBA, you don't see no positive tests because after the games, they are going right back to their hotel room.
0: Yeah, they're literally going. Shower, yep. Showering
1: in their own room, like it, it, you know, it's 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 petty, but it's the right way to do it. So until I think that happens, I can't really see baseball and football. I'm, uh, football has so many players, so I I know you can't do a bubble with
0: football. What about what fifty eight? guys on game day, right? Who are suited up, and they and they just said they were going to increase the roster numbers this uh this year anyway. So, which is also crazy, and I think they're doing that because of, of players. Opting out of the season, you know what I mean. So, they're just giving teams the opportunity to to fill those those uh, empty spots. But from to go from fifty three to, to saying eighty players, man, that's that's big. But I also think that's in case someone catches the virus during the season. Um, the New Orleans Saints were talking about doing the bubble at some sort of uh, hotel or something like that, and it would be up to one hundred and fifty employees in an organization staying in that bubble but i I don't know man it's just wild dude like this is just it's still just like so hard to understand you know what i mean like how this came about and and certain ways to maneuver um but with the ncaa getting ready to come back soon supposed to be in a month or normally it's at the end of august you have players in the Pac-12. You have 12 players among 10 of the schools in the Pac-12 who came together and put a, a letter together saying that they're willing to opt out of the season if they don't have healthy, healthy uh, health guidelines in place for them to return to facilities and into school. And also, if if the conference is willing to is not willing to address the the injustices, you know what I mean, going across America and the world in general. So I think that's huge for the NCAA. What you what you think about the the players stepping up and and, and stepping up for themselves and defending what they believe in and, and what they feel is what's right?
1: That's big time. I mean, if you don't, you know, fight for yourself, and nobody gonna fight for you as a man. When you're in college, you you know that's that's the that's the bridge of you becoming from a. Uh, a teenager to a a young adult. So you gotta start being Mm -hmm. able to speak up for yourself, uh, take some responsibility, some initiative, and you have to do what you believe in and uh, do it to your fullest ability. And showing that unity in the pact 12 it correlates with what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Uh, Unity wins. And um, we all got to come together to make this world a better place.
0: Definitely, man. Definitely. And I think that's what the NBA is doing, man. When you speak on Unity, it just kind of just transitions me into another topic. And the way the NBA restarted with the the eight uh, seeding games is what they call it. And them being in Union and everyone taking a knee to start these games No, every person out there that's watching does not respect it don't like it and things like that but the unity that the nba has in general is literally second to none man and that that's enough that just goes again to to adam silver and what he allows the players to do man he allows them to 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 speak up, he allows them to to voice how they feel and and things like that, and I just think it's huge, man. Like, and that's very important, especially for these guys to be the public figures that they are, with millions of followers on social media platforms and all the ratings. Like, it was three point four million people that watched the Laker Clipper game to start uh for the start of the restart, and that's like that's crazy. So it's just a matter of. It's just a matter of America getting on that one page, like you're saying. And that maturity that you speak of, not only do the younger guys that are in college need to get it and the high school athletes or the rookies and the second-year players, but even some of these guys who've been in the league for six, seven years, the lack of discipline that they've had just in regards to how they take care of their bodies and how they work out and how they act in the locker room. That bubble really is going to create – all of those things form if they allow it to, you know what I mean? Like Dion waiters and J.R. Smith, these guys been out the league for a few years and, and they, they all, they both have had their, their uh, situations in the locker rooms with, with coaches and teammates and on the airplane and stuff like that to where you can just tell they weren't mentally locked in. If they get to that point, not just those two guys, but just all the guys in general that are or on these teams it can literally take their careers to another level.
1: That's
0: understandable. So I think I think the NBA competitiveness has been tremendous. You have all these guys who are resting for 4 months and not only resting, they were working out and training and things like that. But I think this is the healthiest that the league has been outside of you know the injury we just had to to Jonathan Isaacs and his ACL, but the reason we're, I think we're seeing the competitiveness out of these twenty two teams is because they're rested. That's a fact for
1: sure. But yeah, especially like certain teams, they got back certain players that. Better they roster,
0: like Portland got back Nurkic and Zach
1: Collins. Exactly, which
0: helps their roster in so many different ways. Man, um, speaking of Portland and and guys stepping up, you already you laughing because you may know what I'm about to say and who I'm about to mention. But the man was slept on; he was blamed for so many shortcomings in Oklahoma and in Houston but here he is in Portland and he's thriving in the clutch and that's Stay Mellow that's Carmelo Anthony man what is he doing for the Portland Trailblazers with this restarting since he's gotten there um, I think you know
1: he's just being mellow um, a lot of Oklahoma, he had a tight-knit relationship with Russ and PG. But, like, they wanted him to be someone he's not. That's why as like, just a spot-up shooter. Mm-hmm. Houston, they wanted him to just sit in the corner and just spot-up shoot. Now... That's not to say Melo can't catch and shoot and be a pretty decent shooter. I think, you know, his catch and shoot threes this year, he's around 38%. But with a guy who's been a number one option his whole life, you got to, like, meet him at a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And I would feel like Portland does that.
0: They give him his ISO plays so
1: he can get comfortable, and then, you know, they, he feeds off of CJ and Dame, and I feel like CJ and Dame, the way they play, they're not a, they're, they don't, I just feel like Portland in general, from the GM on down, accepting him with open arms, and they let him be him, and not, not try to change him. And that's why it, it just seems like it's just a great fit. He's he's being what I feel like he could have been in Oklahoma, Houston, too, if they just let him be him. Right. And uh, you could just tell, like, in his game, like, when he was playing with Houston and OKC, you know, everybody knows Melo is, like, one of it's probably my. Second or third favorite player of all time, mm-hmm. but when everybody knows, and the people that know Melo and his game know that his game is predicated on him being happy. He smiles on the court; he's having fun. Yeah. When he played in Houston, OKC, you never really seen smiling like that. Maybe a game here or two, but with Portland. It's never like he—they just let him be him, and his his motto: stay mellow. And he, he he's thriving, and he—you everybody know how he is in the clutch. No matter what, I know his record in the playoffs is not great, but in clutch moments, he's always been one of the top clutch players in the NBA since this, he came
0: in. The NBA. This is true. This is true.
1: You just gotta realize, like, as you get older, you know, his game is different than LeBron's. So it's like, you know, he's not a facilitator like Braun and you know, he he gets to feed off of those two killers in the backcourt. Yeah, and in this restart, he didn't put weight in different places so everybody called him skinny mellow now so like he's more lean he can do more things he feel fresh and like you said uh you know just everybody getting that four month off of rest you still you know working out but your body is back rejuvenating right and not having to go through that rigorous season and go straight into the playoffs. You actually got time off to get your body back rejuvenated, and now you got eight games to show what you got and see where you land. And I like Portland's chances of getting that eighth spot, which would be a great matchup to see versus the
0: Lakers. Yeah, that that'll be that'll be very entertaining, man. Because because Dame always shows up versus the Lakers, whether it's at Staples. Or if it's in Portland and then just that matchup again just to to see Melo and Braun go at it again. And I think they haven't met in the playoffs since since uh the Knicks and the Heat played. So right. just getting all that in in one series will bring so much energy, not only to, to the NBA and the bubble, but also just to the fans that are watching. You know what I mean? That that'll be very entertaining but for them all they need yeah. to do all they need to do is just hang on to that ninth spot, you know what I mean? If you can't get the eighth spot with Memphis dropping these games, just hold on to nine. They literally just yeah. got to hold on to nine and then you get to that that best situation where it comes down to just one game and it's going to be a matter of just who's going to be the best that day cuz even if they get in the eighth spot they still gonna have to play. <laughs> they still gonna have to play that ninth seed game, that playing game. So
1: well, the playing game. So if they get the ninth, for what I know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if they get the ninth spot and they're within four games that I'm playing, they'll have to win two games against Memphis to get into the playoffs. Mm. Have to beat them twice. So, you know, if they get, if Memphis drop all these games and somehow Portland gets the eighth spot, and then they will have to play Memphis in the playing game if they flip flop. Hmm. Portland just has to win one of the two games. So, if they win the first playing game, then they'll go straight to the playoff.
0: Okay, so gotcha. That and
1: that goes the same for Memphis. So, If Portland's in a nice spot and they play Memphis for a playing game and Memphis wins that first playing game, then Memphis goes to the playoffs.
0: I think Portland has to win
1: two games in a row, Mm. if I'm not mistaken.
0: Oh, that's tough right there. Either way, whichever way it is, that's tough. But Dame said going into this, man, that he wanted a chance, and if they didn't have a chance, he wouldn't come and play. So that they've had a chance, eight games with a with two and a half games back. You don't get no better than that, man. Um so speaking of Melo and, and Nurkic and those guys and how they've been able to help Portland, got a question for you. Got a two questions for you. Who's the who are your top three superstar performers since the restart has been going on?
1: I'ma have to go with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. TJ Warren.
0: Soup no no no. Yo you superstar performers. So just give me three give me three top superstar performers. So you got oh, A B, give me two more superstar guys. Oh,
1: okay, so I'm gonna go A D, Dane.
0: And oh going crazy. Um, uh, go, uh, Kawhi. Kawhi Hmm. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three A and three B
1: because Kawhi and PG
0: look healthy, and he's been killing. Yeah. So I'm gonna go get yeah, both of them. Yeah, I, I want to put AD up there. Um, and he's had uh, well. You, you can put him up there because two of his three games have been have been wild. He just put up an absurd forty-two on on the Defensive Player of the Year and go Gobert, and then he had thirty thirty-two or so the first night to uh versus the Clippers. So I'll put him up there. I definitely put PG in there because he put up solid numbers versus the Lakers, and then he comes back and responds and goes like eight for eleven from three or something. He's been hot. And then my third guy, my third guy, I'm going to go with, he's not a superstar in my eyes, but Kyle Lowry has been doing his damage for Toronto. And he's just, he's literally, they haven't missed a beat, man. And I know normally in the summertime around this time, they normally at UCLA and they working out together. And then when it's time to scrimmage, They got their whole little group together. It's teams of five from all Toronto Raptors. Ain't nobody else getting in there. So this is like second nature to them playing together at this time. So then I want to ask you, who's your top three surprise players since the restart? So you threw TJ Warren in there already. So that's one. Oh, my God. TJ
1: Warren is a monster.
0: Yeah, that's wild. Uh, um, Grant Van Fleet. Yeah.
1: And uh, I'm i I'm a. He haven't had crazy numbers, but he been doing a damn good job for the sun, and it's gonna throw you off. But Cameron Johnson, <laughs>
0: yeah, he, he he been he been putting in work. I I can I can't really argue that three. So my three. The only thing I would probably argue with actually is Van Fleet being a surprise player because he showed up for the, the Raptors in the finals. Um but I'm gonna go with TJ Warren for him dropping the, the fifty plus ball and then responding with thirty something. And then so I'm gonna have him in there. I'm gonna go with Nurkic. Cause Nurkic's been balling out. He even stepped out he's been stepping out to the three point line. And then my third guy is gonna be my third guy is gonna be Kyle Kuzma. Because he's he has a,
1: been very consistent,
0: and cause... he just really has to be consistent for for what two months, maybe two and a half, three months. But what you're seeing out of Kuzma is is you're you're seeing health. You know what I mean. You see his legs underneath him. You see that extra bounce. You see the confidence. Um, and he just he just knows his role now. And I think with him getting hurt in USA over the summer and not being able to do a training camp and stuff like that. It all affected him, but that's gonna be my top three. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Nurkic, T J Warren, and Kyle Kuzma. Last question on the NBA. last question on the NBA. What's your top three teams that look the best since the restart has been going on? Ooh, I'm gonna go.
1: I'ma go to Lakers.
0: I'ma go oh, Oklahoma City and Houston. Okay. Okay. I, I can't really argue with that. Laker, I'm a Laker fan, man, but these Lakers, man, they, they've been a little inconsistent and sloppy, but neither here nor there. So I'm gonna go with I'ma go with Houston. Toronto and the Thunder.
1: Yeah, I had Toronto up there uh, as well. Toronto has been uh, like, Toronto. You know, in Toronto, they they just buy in. Yeah. Like, they don't care. You have Kyle Lowry leading the scoring one game, Pascal Siakam the next, Matt Freeman leading the next. They just play hard. They play together.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't I don't argue with that not one bit. I mean, they're the defending champs, man. And until you, it's another champion crown or until they're beat, you have to include them in whatever top, whatever of the NBA. I mean, they're already top five in like all the major categories on the defensive side of the ball and things like that. So you have to lock them in over there on that as far as who the top three teams are. You have to. Um, and, and they could possibly lead, be the one seed um, if the Bucs continue to lose. So I want to transition. Yeah, I, don't think they, I don't think they're going to catch the Bucks, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, what, the Bucs done already dropped two games already? Oh, uh, they lost one. They lost, okay, they just lost to Houston. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, But I want to transition over to the WNBA, man. Um, It was a tweet by Andre Iguodala the first week of the restart. And it said, number 23 from the Mystics is nice. That number 23 from the Washington Mystics that he was speaking of is Ariel Powers. And she retweeted it and said, put some respect on my name. Or keep this tweet to yourself. It didn't It it did get too much attention on ESPN and stuff like that. But as far as Twitter, it, it got a lot of retweets. There was a lot of comments underneath it. And though he probably meant no harm to his tweet, I definitely feel where Ariel Powers was coming from. Uh,
1: Alright, uh, I mean... I seen the tweet, heard about it. Um it's to me it's it's I can see it from both ways. Because I wanna say what right after that or right before that, Kevin Durant tweeted number fourteen is different breed and he was talking about Brandon Ingram. But right. Brandon Ingram didn't take no slight to that. Right, right. So that's why I said I can see it from both angles. I, I get where Ariel Powers is coming from. She got a name and she wanted to, especially during this time, I think it correlates more of what she was talking about because of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Along with just how women in general are trying to fight to be equal to men, to males. Right. You know i like, especially with the WNBA versus the NBA, um, pay wise, and people watching, just watching the games. But uh, for me, you know, uh, a lot of them feel slighted, and you know they they put in, they put on their shoes just like us. They practice, they work hard, they you know play the game just like us.
0: Man, they they
1: so they want to be res- respected. Just
0: like us exactly and, and they work so hard dude like I don't think people under I don't know if people understand that once their season is over in the WNBA, a great ma- exact a great yeah. majority of them take a week or two off and they get right to it over in in, in Australia and Germany and Italy and wherever they sign overseas yeah. Yeah. so they basically playing year round. But I feel like yeah. the WNBA is its competitive. Their games are televised, right? It's, they, they play competitive basketball. It's fundamentally sound. And they got hoopers. Yeah. The only thing I think they need is just the financial support, man. They had the commercials. they they be on ESPN and ABC. They just don't have the financial support, man. And, and once they get that, that's when I think the WNBA will, will reach another level. Like you saw when the NBA came back and they restarted. And you got all of the superstars and guys in the NBA rocking the orange WNBA hoodie. Just putting it on notice. You know what I mean? Like it's another league going on with some women that may not. And they and some of them do play on. The, they hang on the rim and they dunking and doing things like that. It may not be as much. But they really out there hooping. Like I don't been on the court, yeah, a, I don't been on the court with some of these ladies. You know what I mean? Like with the Sparks and training camp back in JUCO days, and they really, they really get to it. At the women's Drew League, like they be out there, they really get to it. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's some it's some uh,
1: WNBA players that can get some buckets in the NBA. Well, that's a fact.
0: Man. it, it and all these people Ryan that didn't Yeah, exactly.
1: It's a bucket. <laughs> D T bucket. Um, um Stewie from Seattle
0: Star. Oh yep. my god. Man, her. Don't Buck. forget Sue Bird. Ariel powers as we Della were already Don. speaking about her. Della Don. like the list can run. Even the the young rookie from Oregon, Sabrina. Oh, she 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 does everything. She came in and got a thirty ball, like right? You know what I mean, like.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, you know, they was they was going hard on her after her first game. She only had like twelve. You know, she's got to get adjusted to. You know, it's different, and like every. I didn't really worry about it when after she had her first game because I remember me going from middle school ball to high school ball it was a different I had to get I had to adjust and And then going from high school ball to college ball I had to adjust like there's an adjustment like you don't just go just because you're nice you don't just go to the next level and be nice immediately like there's an
0: adjustment period what what they what they say they say it's levels to this and the reason you gotta go through these levels is because it's different at each level I remember being an athlete in high school, and then when I got to college, I'm trying to jump over people, and this grown men meeting me at the rim, dang near tearing my rotator cuff. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they' going they're gonna have to put some respect on these pros' names, because it's a lot of these dudes and these ladies who don't get off the end of that bench. But if they come to your nearest open your nearest gym and get in your open gym session, they might not get off the court. So for everybody out there disrespecting the 12th man and the 12th woman on these teams and down talking to WNBA because they're not as fast and they don't jump as high, guard your tongue. <laughs> for sure, guard your tongue. So I want to transition over from there since we're talking about competitiveness and and we're talking about new bodies. I want to talk about. Aaron Judge and his hot start with the Yankees first and foremost. Then I want to transition over to Mookie Betts and the Dodgers effect. So let's run off with with Aaron Judge first. And if I'm not mistaken, my man's hit a home run in what five or six straight games with the Yankees. Five. Uh, See the that last man? person to
1: do that, that was, was Alex Rodriguez.
0: That that's crazy. That that's crazy, man. Five straight games knocking the ball out the park is is just I mean it's not unheard of, but it's not something you see every season. Some dudes don't even get five some dudes don't even get five singles and five hits in straight games, you know what I'm saying? That's a fact. In the fifth game he hit two on them. That's wild, man. That's wild. I think the only thing with the, the Yankees right now may be, may be their pitching. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know,
1: I've, I've been a Yankee fan my whole life. So, uh, other than Gary Cole right now, as far as starting pitching, uh, I think our bullpen is solid. Starting pitching, though, I don't really have, like, um you know, a booger kind of, Garrett Cole. He might be the best pitcher in baseball. Him, Kershaw. Uh, <clears throat> but um, I got confidence in Tanaka. But as far as like everybody else, I don't really have like uber confidence in. It. And then this year, they changed the playoffs. You know, it's going to be 16 teams in, in the playoffs. Right. Baseball, it's all about you know you got you. There's no especially with no fans. Just like how every sport is right now, especially for with. Hey, I didn't mention that when we was talking about basketball, but for basketball and baseball, there's really not gonna be no home field home court advantage because there's no fans. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's like an open. There's open competition, like. Any team can
0: win. Yeah, you just got to be gelling at the right time, and um, the
1: Yankees are gelling. I'll tell you that they're, they're, their 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 bats are. Everybody's having a geo. The people do even know about Gio or or Shella. He didn't hit probably three or four home runs in the last five or six games. John um, Carlos Stanton, he's hit about two or three home runs. And uh, our other two big bats not even having a good year so far. So, and we're we've all I think we're what eight and one now.
0: Right, you guys, guys are eight and one. one. Yeah. So, uh, Glaber Torres
1: and Gary Sanchez they haven't got gotten off to great starts, and we're still doing well. So, um, it's about time, man. It's about time I I haven't celebrated a Yankee. World Series in over
0: ten years, man. So it's, it's about time. You talking to about something. you? I ain't celebrated a <laughs> Dodger World Series since I've been alive, so it's for sure about time. I wouldn't be mad at it. wouldn't be mad at a Dodgers-Yankees World Series, which we could probably see, because the Astros oh, don't yeah, seem that's... the Astros don't seem to be that strong. But I think uh, a Yankees-Dodgers World Series right now. Especially with the 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 time frame that we're in as a as a as a country, that would literally probably be one of the most watched World Series. Oh yeah,
1: easy, and that's the prediction. Um, that's the prediction of the uh, you know how they do predictions before the season starts. Mm-hmm. The prediction was to have a um, a, a
0: Dodger, a Yankee. Uh, World Series, so. That'll be major, man, and I think it can happen this year because we got a guy um, with the Dodgers by the name of Mookie Betts and his effect on the on the organization and him signing that that big twelve year contract, man for for four hundred mil. Like he's literally played ten games, got thirteen hits, got a couple home runs, he's stolen. Some bases, he's been walked. Like he's already had an effect on the on the organization, and on the team. And though they're seven and four, like I can see why the Red Sox fans loved him so much, and why so many people, uh, so many organizations like the Twins and and the Yankees and and the Astros and, and teams like that, like they hated seeing him. You know what I mean? They hated playing the Red Sox because he could literally take over a game. And I think him and Aaron Judge have that in common. If Aaron Judge can stay healthy, I think you'll see a, a better effect from him on the on the defensive end. But those two guys right yeah. there can definitely lead their teams, man, to the World Series. Oh, that's a fact. Mookie Betts is a. I mean, like I said, I'm
1: I'm a, I'm a diehard Yankee fan, so. Uh, I didn't really care for Mookie
0: Best.
1: He was, one of them, he was on a rival team,
0: right? Uh,
1: the Red Sox. But I do. I respect great players, and that man is a great player. I he agree. Down. Like I don't know, if y'all seen the uh, the play he made was like two days ago?
0: Yeah, from right he, field.
1: <laughs> right field. Not even no hop no hop, just, he threw it down the line, like, no, no, no hitting the ground first, straight to third base, yeah, straight but to I the glove, like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, only, only certain people can do that, like, not a
0: lot of people that can do that, so. man, it's, it's not only the, the ability and the talent to make that throw, but it's the awareness, you know what I mean, and, just knowing what's going on in the game and, and and making that play. He also made a play in that game from he he hit a single, what should have been a single, and the the center fielder tried to cut him off at, at second base, like to prevent him from getting there. But he threw the ball too high and Mookie like ran the sink uh the first, slowed down. He saw the arc of the ball in the air, and he ended up still in second like I haven't I haven't seen that since probably like Derek Jeter man or like Ichiro or something those guys like they used to run when Jeter in his younger days of course but those guys used to run base like that man Ricky Henderson those guys really used to be aware of everything going on so yeah, th- man, uh, <clears throat> when
1: you talk about somebody in the same gotta be, like, somebody great, somebody whose IQ is out of this world, so, and and that's Mookie Betts, Um, When I heard that the Dodgers traded for him, I was like, (laughs) uh, I was happy, because he's leaving the Red Sox, but I'm like, oh, I'm probably gonna have to play them in the World Series, so I mean, you can't get rid of my guy, but...
0: Man, uh, well, we uh will definitely see, man. And in regards to these bubbles being in effect in the NBA, and, and speaking of them appearing in other sports, Major League Baseball, while we're over here talking about the World Series, man, they may not get to through their 60 games, and their season is normally what 180 games or something like that 182, and they already 82. right, and they reduced it to 60 games. And the Marlins has already had their uh, season postponed because they've had more than 13 or 15 people in the organization test positive for COVID-19. Then you just have the same thing with the St. Louis Cardinals and 13 members in their organization tested positive, man. So, like, the I don't know, man. I don't know if they're not doing enough testing or whatever it may be, but they definitely got to get things in order, man, because everybody's happy to see all the sports, the soccer and the baseball and and basketball back. And but if 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 these organizations and associations don't get these things in order, man, as far as how they're going to protect these players, these their seasons may end very early.
1: Yeah, um, actually. Said to myself that I don't think that MLB will finish the season. Uh, It's uh, like I think I think a lot. I think some of it has something with the players and whatever they're doing at home. uh, Restriction wise as far as, and that's where I'm. I'm getting to with the. You know, what I said earlier about the NBA and the bubble is that there's very strict limitations. You go play, you go practice, and you go back to your hotel room. You you can do other things as far as, like, you can play video games in your room. You can go fishing with some of your teammates. you got to have a mask on. But there is very strict limit, uh, limitations at the bubble for the NBA. With the Major League Baseball, they're still, you know, you're still going to be traveling. And you don't know what these people are doing at home.
0: No, that's that's real, man. And the fact that you when you talk about them traveling – like, they yes, they do play the same team two or three times in a row. But sometimes they'll they'll go play a two-game series in Texas. And on that third day, they'll go fly to Arizona and play that same day. You know what I mean? So it's no telling how fast the, the virus is spreading if someone's positive. You know what I mean? But they're they definitely going to have to get that in order, man. Like, definitely going to have to to figure out what approach they're going to take into to just securing the health of not only the players, but the coaches and just the staff in general, man. So that's going to be huge. And you could see those, even with UFC and boxing, like they've, they've made the necessary adjustments, dude. No fans, limited people in the corners. Um, your trainer's going to have to wear a mask and, and things like that. And, it actually has made UFC m- more entertaining, at least for me, because you could hear these punches. Uh, one of the fighters I recall saying, the fact that there's no fans in the arena, I can hear my... He said he could hear his opponent. He could hear his opponent's trainer barking out instructions, and it's yeah. helping him think two steps ahead. It's helping him adjust, you know what I mean? Which is huge, so that makes it much more competitive. You could hear the pop on these punches... You could just hear so much, man. and Even with boxing, it's been that way. And I know boxing is kind of falling a little bit behind to UFC. But it's picking back up. Man, it's picking back up. And in three consecutive months, in September, October, November, you got big fights, man. You got the Tyson and Roy Jones fight, which it sounds crazy. You know what I mean? Here we are in 2020, and these guys in their 50s. But just hearing those two names... In the ring together on September twelfth is gonna be entertaining, cause you know Mike Tyson don't know nothing but hundred percent, and Roy Jones is a and Roy Jones is a he's theatrical. He likes to put on a show. Then you got Tank Davis, Javante Tank Davis, and Leo Santa Cruz. The clash of the unbeaten man going at it on October twenty fourth. Then you got Earl the the Truth Spence versus Danny Garcia November twenty first. And Spence said, man, that he after his uh bad car accident, he said he didn't want no tune up fights, you know what I mean? And so hopefully he's he's healthy. And if he's healthy, I already I have him winning that fight. Danny Garcia is no pushover, but I for sure got Earl Spence winning that fight. Um Santa Cruz, I don't know if his length is gonna bother Tank Davis, but I also seen Santa Cruz take a lot of punches. He likes to battle, you know what I mean? Uh, as Triple G says, he, you know, that Mexican fight, and I don't think Tank Davis is the one you want to, you want to take a clean flush punch from the body or to your jaw, you know what I mean? So, that, and I'm going to take Mike Tyson over Roy Jones, just because I know Mike just knows 100%, and he been looking crazy in his little workout videos.
1: Crazy, i think he's man, Mike Tyson...
0: Animal and it's there. whatever whatever. Roy Jones getting a step in the ring though I would definitely take it I'll get in the ring with Tyson I know he stepped in the ring for more than 5 million oh yeah <laughs> he probably <laughs>
1: after seeing Mike Tyson workout
0: video he probably asked for more money nah for sure he did but I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm just really looking forward to seeing them back in the ring, and and I just think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be entertaining, and it's gonna it's gonna be on pay per view. I I think it's gonna get a decent amount of buys. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see things just coming back to norm for for the the average sports fan. Sure. Yeah, man. So that's that's uh what I have today with episode three. I wanna I wanna say thank you to Aaron Hill for for tuning in and, and just tapping in with us at Pay It For Podcast and, and being a great guest for us today. And just remember that this show is not just mine, but it's yours. Okay, you guys, and I appreciate you guys listening. You can give us a follow on our Instagram at forward underscore pod and you can also follow us on twitter at pay it forward pod so just uh follow us with our social media platforms we got merchandise coming to you guys soon um and and we're just we're working over here we're working all right so just bear with us um and just follow up with us on email or in our dms on our social media platforms with any topics you want to you think we should tap in on or if you have any suggestions um and we're we're open minded over here. We got open ears and we're doing this for you guys. So hopefully with the knowledge that we have as former athletes, we're also just paying it forward with the things that that we've experienced with the things that we know and we can just help the next athlete or the next person coming up and, and just explaining to you what it takes to be a, a hardworking athlete, a hardworking person in general. <clears throat> So, and how sports can just translate to life. All right, Aaron, you got anything you want to say to the people? I just want to say, man,
1: like, through all this, what's going on in the world, just make sure you stay prayed up, kind of faith in God. Yeah. Keep your social distancing, Uh, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, man. Love. On your loved ones, man, 'cause you just never know. Uh tomorrow is never promised. But, you know, you never know when it can be your last day. So just make sure you show the love, the appreciation to your family members, your friends, and enjoy the day and win. Try to win the day. Every day should be a competition to be better than your last day. Man.
0: Man, definitely, man, definitely should uh take that advice from Aaron. That right there was a closed mouth segment. I, I should have dropped that one on this one episode today, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that, man. I felt like the first two episodes were so heavy with everything that's been going on in the world. I wanted to bring a little more liveliness to this episode, but definitely keeping God first, man, and prayed up and and loving on your loved ones, washing your hands the hand sanitizer and the soap and so I appreciate that bar Aaron is there any social media platforms that the people can follow you on yeah I
1: got uh I, on Instagram it's at A-Rod A-R-O-D the number four R-M-H-U-B C-I-T-Y at a from Hub City uh you can find me on Facebook saying just type in Aaron Hill and uh Snapchat is the same at Araf from Hub City. All right. uh, other than that, man, if you, anybody needs some advice, young kids with sports, or you know, just wanna, or if you just wanna vent, you know, if you got something, want to get off your chest, man. I'm open ears, willing to listen.
0: Definitely, and, uh, man. Definitely. I appreciate that man forward. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm willing to pay
0: it forward yeah, straight like that Straight like that man uh, If any of you guys If you have any knowledge man Any wisdom If uh I don't know if you reached out to a family member In need and they looked out for you Um You don't necessarily have to give it back To that same person But just do it for somebody else you know what I mean? Don't just don't just be out there taking. Definitely don't be out there taking and becoming a leech. Um, but just pay it forward, man. That's what paying it forward is. Um, it's just keeping it circulating. You know what I mean? That kindness and that love. So that's definitely what we uh looking to do with this podcast here. And hopefully we're able to do that going forward. And remember to catch us on Mondays or Tuesdays in the following week. All right. Appreciate you guys. One love.